Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I know we've all heard the saying that less is more, but when it comes to the way we actually run our homes and live our lives, is that something that we could actually say about our families? Do I manage my home in a way where less is more? Do I manage my schedule in a way where less is more? Or are we living in that crazy cycle where it's, what's the next thing? Where are we going next? What do we have to get? What do we have to do? And I'm so glad today to be able to slow down a little bit and have a conversation about choosing simplicity for our families, that our culture does not encourage simplicity. Our culture encourages more activities, more things, more on the schedule, and uh, which is funny because our culture also encourages this idea of minimalism right now being this hot topic. So I'm glad to talk about this topic with a godly woman who has raised children. Almost all of them are out of her home now. I have with me a new friend. Her name is Rachel Swain, and she has five children who range between 25 as her oldest all the way down to 15. So she still has one very much at home with her and enjoying motherhood in the season of having a beautiful teenager. What a gift that time is. Um, But also her oldest child is married and has a 16-month-old. So she's also getting to taste the gifts of being a grandmother now. And I found Rachel originally on Instagram on her account, which is joyful underscore mothers and loved the encouragement that she gave to moms, specifically moms about biblical motherhood and the value of choosing to live differently than the world. But as God's word clearly lays out that we should be living and this topic of choosing to live simply, I think is such a beautiful example of choosing to live differently than the rest of the world. And even just the way that we choose to live our lives will cause us to be a light because people are going to see that we do things differently. And this is a really great one for me to have an experienced uh, mom and guest on because it is something that I am in the trenches in with you right now, my friends. Uh, I'm recording this right before the school year is starting and we're resetting priorities in our home of What are we saying yes to and what are we saying no to? Because every yes is a no to something else, right? And where are we putting our time? And um, I think all of us came out of the season of COVID, that time at home or that time of slowness, realizing we get to choose. And I am differently intentional. You know, if I can find anything to be thankful for about that time, I am thankful that it caused me to slow down in such a way that I am differently intentional about choosing my yeses because I realized some of the gifts that came with a slower life at home with my children that I had given up and that I'm probably prone to giving up if I go the way of the world. So 
So glad to have Rachel with me today. Um, you may actually be familiar with her from her dad's ministry. Her dad's name is Ray Comfort, and he has an evangelism ministry that is a worldwide ministry called Living Waters. So um, if you're not familiar with Rachel, you might have heard of her dad, Ray Comfort, speaking. So she has um, been brought up with a heart for ministry and a heart for serving. So it's a gift to have her with us today. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, me too. And um, I was just thinking, literally, it was amazing. Yesterday, I'm looking through our schedule and what things we're choosing to say yes to and what things we're choosing to say no to in this upcoming fall season for my family. And it was so interesting how I really wanted to say yes to these multiple things that are good things. I mean, they're really great opportunities that one of the gifts of living, I think, in Southern California, we have this church community that's active and thriving and a homeschool community that's active and thriving and every extracurricular activity possible that we could put all of our children in, you know, from birth, right? Uh, All right before us. And I paused and I was like, okay, wait. What am I recording on again tomorrow? Oh my gosh, I'm recording on choosing simplicity. And it was it was such good timing though, because one of the things that I thought this seems so good, I was like, no, yes. just say no, just yes. don't do it. And maybe it's really good. Totally. But if yeah. God is calling me to these other good things, I can't do everything. So, so let's start with kind of defining simplicity because you know, the world says minimalism. Are these the same things? Are they different? How are you speaking to this today? Well, I think that there are similarities there. I, I, I think really what it comes down to is when I think about simplicity, I think about cutting out as much as we can that is not essential or necessary mm. and then building on that, right? So of course, there's going to be great fun things that we can add to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you kind of have to get down to the roots and the bare minimum and then build on Can you say, can you say that again? What you said very first, cutting out, cutting out as much as we can, that is not essential or necessary. And then building on that. Mm. Okay. Keep going. I just wanted us to sit with that for a second. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it's so common for us to want, well, obviously we love our kids. We want to give them this amazing childhood. And, you know, I don't think that social media really helps us very much in this regard. (laughs) You see what everyone else is doing and we think, oh, that would be wonderful to do. Oh, I need to add that. And if I don't add that to what we're doing, then maybe, you know, I'm not giving my kids a well-rounded upbringing or, you know, if you're homeschooling, maybe the education. Um, And so I think that It's just, we have so many responsibilities already that are unavoidable and that are just crucial, Mm -hmm. like that that are, you know, they're a given. We have to take care of those things, Um, our homes and our meals and and just provision for our kids and um, our church involvement. So we kind of have to start with those essentials. And then we need to Mm -hmm. um, build on that through prayer and really using wisdom too, of just stepping back and thinking through, okay, is this, uh, what's this going to look like if we add this to our schedule? And sometimes we learn from our mistakes and sometimes we learn, okay, that was not, you know, so one year we did, um, we always tried to put our kids in a little bit of sports, but 
we could not do everything for it with five kids. We could not have them in all the sports for every season and every kind of sport you could think of. So we, we decided on soccer for a season. We moved to basketball, but we had one season when our kids were um, all at ages where they could play or at least four of them. And so we had four kids in soccer at the same time. And it was just a disaster. <laughs> so we did one <laughs> season. I mean, we, we made it. So it was fine right. to make it, but we didn't want to just make it through. That was the yeah. thing. We knew that like, it's not about surviving and not dying from it. You know, it's about <laughs> like, is this healthy for our family? Yeah. And did we actually spend time together, like leisurely time where we can just converse and enjoy each other and grow in the Lord together. And so we were just kind of passing each other up and my husband and I were dropping kids at different practices and different games and asking people for help. And, and it was, in a sense, it was fun for that season, but it definitely showed us this is not something we're going to do for our, the upbringing of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was for us personally. Now, I'm not saying that that's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that each family needs to really evaluate and what does that look like once we commit to these things? What, is our, what does our family life now look like? And is it healthy and um, Christ-focused and focus is the focus on discipleship and discipline strong. Um, I liked that when you mentioned the things that are essential, you mentioned home, which is an easy thing to not remember that that is an essential responsibility of yours as the homemaker. Mm -hmm. That is you are the, as you are a wife, you know, we all have different roles in our home. And if your role in your home is to be the one to be taking care of the food or to be taking care of the laundry or to be taking care of whatever, Mm-hmm. If, if you can't, if I can't, this is something I was even thinking about with this. If I can't keep up with those things at the pace that I'm choosing for other activities to come in, then I'm not prioritizing well mm-hmm. because those are important things and not that they have to be perfect. I'm not talking about having, you know, home, beautiful yes. uh, standards here, but yeah. It's, it, it's the things that you have to have when it's like, it's time to go to soccer and then you can't find your shin guards anywhere because the house is such a disaster that nobody knows where the shin guards got left because all you're doing is doing one thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And there's no space for the functionality of your home. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you mentioned as an essential is church. And I remember very specifically growing up watching when I hit, you know, junior high and high school, I was the oldest in my family. And so, um, a lot of my friends also were on the older end of their families. Um, and I remember watching families dwindle away from Mm -hmm. church Mm -hmm. and thinking it was the strangest thing because that was just never an option in our family. It wasn't like, well, are we going to go to church? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Are you going to go to yeah. church? Like <laughs> when you write your calendar, why do you even need to put church on there? Cause don't we just know that mm-hmm. like, that's what you do during that time of those days is you yes. go to church mm-hmm. that that was just so foundational. It was never an option. So I think making sure, especially again, I would encourage you if you're coming out of, again, going back to that idea of coming out of that COVID time, Mm -hmm. we fell out of that habit. America did. America fell out of the habit of Mm -hmm. church being a high essential priority. And if that happened in your home, I would encourage you to make a decision today that you are going to put that back in a foundational place 
to be an essential in your home and literally put it on your calendar at the same level of importance as you would a doctor's appointment, because mm-hmm. you are serving your children's hearts mm-hmm. and laying the most important foundation for them that, that they can have. And for you too. Yes. Yeah. Just that habit and, you know, being obedient to the Lord and not forsaking the assembling of the saints together. And, um, I think that can be very challenging when your kids are little and they're, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. it's such an ordeal to get them ready for church and you are, you know, flustered by the time you get there. And it's just, it's a lot to take on sometimes. And, but just showing your kids the importance of that is, is crucial. And then back to what you were saying about the home too, I think there are different seasons and different things that we can choose and, um, to do and to add to a schedule and still keep our home running. And maybe it would look different for some people too. So I want to encourage women that doesn't mean that you Mm -hmm. just do everything yourself. And that's the only thing, the main thing that you can focus on. There are different ways that you can manage your home. So you're Mm -hmm. going to be a keeper of your home by delegating, by training your children to help around the house. Um, And sometimes even in some seasons, if you can financially afford it, getting a little bit out of help with that, because if that's something that's kind of overtaking you to where even the home mm-hmm. can be um, making it difficult for you to discipline and disciple your children to have time with them. You know, I did that for a season when I was homeschooling and my kids are all little and my husband said, Hey, I'd love to get a cleaner for you twice a month. And we got a really good deal on it. And she just came in and it was just amazing for me because I was still having to make all the meals and keep up every day with everything, but just having someone in and come in and do those bathrooms yes. is like a luxury. So there's me. nothing molding in your house. Totally. Like we're not talking about crazy high standards here. We yes. just can't have mold in yes. our home, you know? <laughs> and so yes. even that, like, that's something that's just part of being organized and mm-hmm. even simplifying in some ways and intentional thing. Yeah. Just making sure like, okay, what are the things that are priority here? What can I, and can't I do? And, um, you know, really praying through those things. So there's different ways that that can look for each family. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you do really want to be able to do something else and you do have the financial means, you want to add something else to your schedule. So you're going to get that cleaner in there so that that time you can use to be spending time mm-hmm. with your kids or whatever it might, might be. So there's mm-hmm. a lot that you can do there. I think it's just really about seeking the Lord for his wisdom and talking to your husband and talking through these things and talking to other moms too, because we learn from each other. Yes. And I think that we, um, we just have to have that in its place, right? So we can learn from each other, but we can also be overwhelmed by each other. And mm-hmm. so like, I think I always encourage moms to just be inspired by other moms, but keep your yes. eyes fixed on the Lord. So it's kind of like running a race where if you're looking to the left and the right all the time, then you're just, you're not going to be um, efficient in that race. You're not going to have your eye fixed on the prize and, or, you know, in a spiritual sense, eyes fixed on the Lord. So you're looking back and forth to the right and to the left at who's running next to you. So you could take a quick glance at them and see what they're doing, where they're at and learn from that, but don't be so fixed on other people's lives that it's causing you to either overload your schedule or feel like you can't do certain things or you're not doing things perfectly because we're all built so differently in that regard. Yes. And so and our husbands are different and our children are different. So, so our homes should be not, not look the same. Our priorities should not look the same as our neighbor who does something a certain way or the Instagram mom who does it a certain way, you know? 
even things that are good things. We had a season where we were making sourdough bread here regularly. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I assure you, friends, I don't have sourdough bread baking. I don't have an organic garden right now. We don't have chickens anymore right now. We may have a season again of organic bread and you know, uh, organic bread, that too, Um, but (laughs) of sourdough bread and an organic Mm -hmm. garden and chickens. But right now for me to have the margin in my life and the breathing room for me to be able to train my children, I had to say, it's not chicken season for me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because I'm choosing different yeses. So yes. I, I've heard you speak to margin and breathing room. Let's talk about that for a minute. What that, why is that important? And what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, there is, we have so much going on, um, in our own heads, right. And our own beings of just, we're emotional beings, we're complicated creatures there's so much just in and of ourselves that we need to be dealing with and working on and um, bringing before the Lord and growing and just to be healthy human beings on a physical and a spiritual level and an emotional level. And that's, that takes a lot of focus. That takes a lot of work to even care for ourselves in our relationship with the Lord and, and our spiritual growth. So there's that. That's a it lot does. And that doesn't happen if we're not intentional, because I've gone through seasons where I've said, oh, it'll happen when it happens. Mm-hmm. And then it never happens. So yeah. even for me, for me, it's sleep. I am not good. I'm, I'm OK. I was going to say I'm not good at sleeping. I'm actually really a deep sleeper. I'm yeah. not good at the discipline of sleeping. I'm really good at staying up and getting things done and checking them off my list into the midnight hours. But that does not allow me to serve the Lord well in my days with my family. So I have to obediently go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, we, so with that, now I totally lost my train of thought. What was I sorry? No, no, it's okay. You were saying, you were saying that we have to choose those different things, taking care of ourselves, our spiritual walk with the Lord, our hearts. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. No, you're good. I totally jive with what you're saying. And, you know, when we're taking care of those things in and of ourselves, that's just a lot, right? So now Mm -hmm. add to that a husband's where he's at his needs. Um, <laughs> Those do matter still. <laughs> yes. And um, then add children. And then if you have multiple and a, a good amount of children, then that's all those little individual beings. Mm-hmm. And so then add to that, just all of your other responsibilities, like what we talked about earlier. And so when you continue to stuff more and more in there, then a lot of times some of those crucial things are just getting really messed up. And so we have to understand and really look at it like, yeah, I want to be able to do everything, but everybody, first of all, is built differently. And so there are some things that um, some of my friends could just take on and their their family is still running well. But Mm -hmm. maybe for me, it could be a personality issue. It could be because you're an introvert or you're an extrovert or whatever that is. And you're exhausted from certain things that just where you're at. And so that margin is, is huge because you, we, it's so crucial for us to be dealing with uh, um, the, the things that we're experiencing and going through just relationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just where we're at so that we're, we have our roots deep in the Lord. So we're ready to face those things and we're not just going to fall apart and just kind of affect all of those around us with a bad example or just being in a bad mood or overwhelmed. And, you know, when I'm stretched to my limit, 
then I'm definitely more provoked to be acting out in ways of the flesh and doing things that are not according to the spirit. And so that affects my relationship with the Lord. It affects the people around me, my kids, my husband, and my friendships even. And so dealing with that first and foremost of just my walk with the Lord and then um, having the time for the investment in my husband and then in my children, that there's just going to need to be a lot of breathing room for that because sometimes we don't know when that's going to crop up. So we have our normal everyday schedules. Like, yes. okay, we have, you know, okay, I need this time set aside for time with the Lord. And then we're going to, you know, even our meals or even just the, the daily living. And if your kids are in school, you're sending them to school and you've got that schedule going on at those times. But in between all of that is just human nature and human mm-hmm. struggles that's all mixed into everything. And when there's no room for that, then there's going to be maybe in some cases, maybe there won't be some explosive disaster, but there's things, there are things that are happening inside hearts and things that are, that should be happening that are not happening. So mm-hmm. like, we, that investment of discipleship and training, like we need to be sowing into our children on a daily basis and, and sewing into our marriages on a daily basis. And so when there's no room for that, for that to be spontaneous and natural and, you know, cause we can, we can schedule in like Bible time and time that we are sitting down in discipleship, but we need everyday life to play out because that's when the real discipleship and the discipline kicks in, you yes. know, when you're, and that child- takes time. It yes. doesn't happen. It doesn't happen automatically. It doesn't happen on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if everything is so scheduled out that it has to stay on that exact timing of this and then this and then this, yes. then when that child lays on the floor and throws a fit, not that I have experienced such in my home, but you know, I've heard of this happening in, um, in other homes, of course, of course, not my house. Uh, but then to be able to have the time and not even to be able to, I say that because it sounds like a gift, but it's a choice. Yes. To have chosen the time to kneel down and get down to their level and have that slow conversation, especially Mm -hmm. when there's lots of other children, because it may mean, okay, I need to make sure that the baby isn't screaming while I'm talking with the toddler about this and that Mm -hmm. the older child isn't trying to be the one to admonish the younger child for their poor behavior. Again, not that these circumstances Mm -hmm. have happened in my home, but obviously they have, you know, I'm kidding. Um, there's, there's a quote by CS Lewis that has really encouraged me in this, in my motherhood where, um, it says, he said, the great thing, if one can is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions of one's own or real life. The truth is of course, that what one calls the interruptions are precisely one's real life. The life God is sending one day by day. Mm. And if God is allowing those moments in, those training moments for their hearts, but we're so busy that we don't have space, we haven't created the space for those moments, Mm -hmm. then we're missing the opportunities that God is giving us to train our children. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, those are the times, those were some of my biggest training moments was I'm going to be late to something because- the outbursts while we're leaving, you know, everybody is fighting or someone's angry because their socks aren't on straight or something. And uh, (laughs) the line that always gets on their toes. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, you've got those toddlers that just, you know, they want things perfect. And, 
and just or teenagers topic. or teenagers. It doesn't stop when they're teenagers oh, because if yeah. there's a tone of disrespect, but you say, we got to go, we're just ignoring it and moving yeah. on. Yes. Then you've just said, that's okay. You've just, yes. without saying it, you've said our timing for this next thing is more important than your respect. Um, at yeah. the same time, if we're committed to things, we also have to be committed to things. And mm-hmm. so there's a really hard balance there. It's, it's hard. I wish yes. there was an easy, I well, mean, I, I wish you could make it easy right now for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I mean, we're setting ourselves up. So when we're just, there's just no room and it's like, we have no time to stop and deal with something. Um, we're setting ourselves up for unfaithfulness. You know, it's like, you're kind of pushing yourself into this corner of just giving in to just being unfaithful to your calling as a mother. Um, and of course there are going to be times and especially when your kids are older, where you can say, okay, we have to leave right now because we do need to be faithful to this. Um, but when we get home, we're going to deal with this. And that's when you need to make sure you follow through on that because it can be. And then if you're still too tight on the other end of that, then it's like, you can't even come home and deal with it because now you're Mm -hmm. rushing off to another thing. And so it's, it's really about, you know, and this is so crucial for us to not look around and judge other people too, because, you know, we can see mm-hmm. certain things as, oh, wow, their schedule's so tight. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We all just have to look into our own lives and just know, okay, this is not working. So we want this buffer in here and just to where we can live life where it's like, okay, here's what's happening. We shift things around and we're able to, um, to deal with those issues because many of them will take, I mean, there's things that can take 30, 40 minutes to deal with yeah. and move through with a child. There could be multiple children that we're needing to, to deal with. And <laughs> we want, we want to be able to, um, to have time to even think. Okay. So that's another mm. thing is, um, as we to, to pray and to think and to think through things, because as moms, we have to make decisions very quickly about behavior and how we're going to respond to something. What kind of discipline is needed? Am I going to, um, you know, g- just have a conversation with this child or do they need consequences? And if we're so frazzled, we can't even think about it. Sometimes we'll either do something that's not wise, like implement something that's not wise, or we'll just sweep it under the rug because Mm -hmm. it's too much to think about. Like I can't even think about how to deal with that situation right now. And then this character is being built in this child. Mm -hmm. That's it's just this bad character that's forming and they know, and you know, when they're young too, they can become manipulative with that knowing, okay, we're in this situation. There's no way mom's going to even deal Mm -hmm. with it. She's too stressed and she's distracted. And, and so our children need to see that we're attentive and that we're going to walk through things with them. So that's the other thing too, when you're stressed, you might be, quote unquote, dealing with a situation, but maybe you're dealing with it in a rushed fashion where you're not really stopping and listening to what really happened. You're just, oh, I probably should deal with that and, you know, throwing out consequences, but not really listening to where your child feels like they're listened to as well and that you have time for them. And so all these things play into that. And um, I think that we just, we've, we've just really got to, you know, see things for how they are and really do that reflection and do that evaluation of like, how are my kids doing? How are we functioning? Are we sitting? Are we really investing a good amount of time into training, training the little ones and discipling them through this, you know, because that's the other thing too, with little ones, 
we can't just be dish, dishing out discipline left and right. We have to spend time training them. Yes. And you can't, most times that really can't be done out and about. A lot of that training needs to happen within the home and the privacy of your home, working through different things, talking to them about different things, showing them how to do different things, responding and disciplining them when they are, um, are acting up and, and being sinful. And when you're out and about, you're out of your house so much, um, then you can't respond to that in front of other people necessarily. So a lot of times you have to let it go. And then when they're at your home, they don't even remember what happened because mm-hmm. they're so young. And, and then well, and I found out- with, with little ones, something you said that I thought is I, I've seen is that you said, you know, sometimes we can just be so caught up in the, um, the disciplining that we miss the training. And I have found that often I, if I slow down and look at where are the habits of, discipline that are having to happen here. I remember with one of mine, it was getting in the car seat. Yes. Every single time it was hard. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost laughable that I, as the, you know, mom in my thirties was allowing this to be a repeated offense, yet I was doing nothing to train it to go better. I was only disciplining every time. And I was like, what am I thinking? Why am I, when I actually reflected on it, like, why am I not addressing the actual issue instead of just dealing with the problem every time? And so we came up with a little system and I said, okay, what I thought to my head to think to myself, Lord, you know, what could I do to creatively address this? Like what motivates this child? And I knew this was a child motivated by stickers. Because, you know, we're talking car seats here. So this yeah. is little. And so I, I got a new thing of stickers. I put them in the little thing of the car, the little thing behind them in the seat and told her, you know, when you, when it's time to get in the car and you're getting in your seat, you have two choices. You get to choose to get in your seat and obey mom and we'll say, yay, I'm so proud of you. And I get to give you a sticker or you can choose to throw a fit like you've been doing and you'll be punished every time. Let's practice how you do it on your own and you can see how how you like getting that sticker, something like that. Yes. But it took slowing down, which requires space, like you said, and really looking at life and saying, what's not working and I need to make a better plan. Yeah. And I think that can go across the board um, with everything. You know, maybe it's church, getting out the door for church. Why does it not work? Mm-hmm. Where is the missing piece? And for me, it was, I guess getting out the door is just like a common theme, which I'm glad to hear you say that, that I'm not like the only mom who, <laughs> who struggles with that. Yeah. Most, most every place our family goes is about 15 to 20 minutes away from our home. That's mm-hmm. just about our typical drive from here. Yeah. Um, and I have realized that for our family, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's true. This is the margin that I've had to choose and simplicity, I guess. For our family to be able to load the car well, for everyone to get to have shoes, because that's its own thing. That's a lot of shoes, uh, you know, for everyone to have gone potty, who needs the reminder. Uh, for everyone to have made sure that they got the dog outside, whoever's job that is, because we all have responsibilities to get the lights turned off, to get the shutters closed, all the things that have to happen for us to get out the door well, to get somewhere early enough for us to also unload the car Mm -hmm. and get into the location we're trying to get into with everyone. I have to start the process an hour before the arrival time. Mm -hmm. That seems absolutely absurd to me to actually say that out loud. But uh-huh. when I, when I realized that it brought such a different piece mm-hmm. to our family because I wasn't rushing us all the time 
to be able to do those things. But that's what was necessary for us. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense to me. You know, we just, um, there's just so much that can happen. And especially you kind of multiplied, I think, by the amount of kids that you have. And it just adds more time, you know. And, but I like what you're saying too about like, why is this happening? What can we do to change it? Because I do feel like sometimes we can just accept like, oh, it's just always so hard when we leave the house. It's like, well, what can we do about that? Of course, you know, we, there's never going to be perfection, but if there's some big issues that are happening every time, then either maybe you're not being consistent enough with dealing with the issues or you're not, you need to do training like you're saying. <clears throat> but I think for the most part, you have those odd times where you're going to have issues every time because you're that stubborn child or maybe whatever mm-hmm. you know is going on with, with a situation. But I think that oftentimes it does have to do with some of our training and us just kind of accepting something that all of a sudden we realize like, oh, I don't, it doesn't have to be this way. We can, we can work to make changes and maybe we need to tweak it. Maybe there's a different way that we need to go about doing this. Um, we did some um, training as well when it came to just discipline issues and sinful things that our children would do. That's along the lines of what you're saying of just teaching. Um, <clears throat> we just did some role-playing and we actually had a lot of fun with it. And um, we would just, we called it tea time. And it was basically like stood for training time. And so when our kids were little, we had, in the evening, we would just kind of pick out some different issues that our kids were doing, whether it was fighting with each other, squabbling over toys or responding to a situation out of anger. And so my husband and I would act out the situation and we would act it out in the wrong way to handle a situation. And our kids were supposed to say, is this, you know, to answer the question, is it the right way or the wrong way? And then they'd yell the wrong way. And then they'd all be laughing because me and my husband <laughs> were acting like little kids and it just kind of made it fun. And then we would have our kids um, do the same thing and they would act out the wrong way. And then we would teach them the right way. This would be the way you should respond when you feel anger rising in your heart because, your sibling took this toy from you. And so you need to communicate with them and, you know, just working through those things to train them so that, and outside the heat of the moment when it's not going on mm-hmm. to get those things into their hearts and to, to spend that time, but it took time. We had to have did, yeah. good amounts of time just to be okay. And it was just, and it was a, a peaceful way to do it. It wasn't like, okay, hey, let's just really quick. And then, you know, and then I was just going to add too that I talked about things outside the home, but there's also things inside the home that can keep us too busy as well. And even for us as moms, I mean, there's so much more we could say about it, but simplifying what we do in our free time, maybe we have certain TV shows that we love to watch, but it's cutting into the time that we need to be sleeping or taking care of things that get those things out of the way. So we're more freed up the next day. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. we're going to have to say no to that and realize that the season of time is so limited. So that's why that simplifying is so crucial because we don't want to have raised our kids and think, oh, wow, I wish I simplified things because we, that just flew by. And then, you know, I'm seeing all these gaps of where I could have Mm -hmm. added that discipleship and that discipline and that nurturing and that those and, and for my children to see that mom has time for me, that she's just available for me. Mm. Not that you should just be sitting on the couch all day waiting for your teenager to come up to you, but that that's you know, so different though, than being buried in your phone or yes. being always, you know, always on the phone with someone else. And yes, I yes. think that I certainly can feel convicted in that because it is easy to fill our moments, to fill all the moments with one yes. more thing and get this thing done or Check this thing off the list, even the good things, you know, order this thing from Amazon. You know, our phones are such wonderful tools, but can also be the biggest 
like suckers of our life. And if we're spending our time doing all the good things and missing the good gifts Mm -hmm. of the people that God has given us, what a shame if we miss this high calling because we were so busy getting all of the things done to serve them all, but then we weren't actually serving their hearts. Yes. If, if there's another mom who's like me, I guess you could just talk to me feeling convicted in this and really Mm -hmm. wanting to choose to live more simply and choose to have more space and be more available. What final words of encouragement would you give to her in, in this? Well, maybe um, she or you could, um, <laughs> could just journal some things, write some things down, kind of do an evaluation of life and kind of maybe make a list of your priorities. What are the things that are the most important mm-hmm. and how that plays out in your life And obviously just resting in God's grace with all of it, because even like Mm -hmm. what I was just saying about being available for your kids so that you're not, you know, they feel like you're always there for them. Of course, you're always going to be busy as a mom, but I think there's a difference between a frantic mom who's just rushing from thing to thing and someone who's busy, but like stops everything when a child needs something or is you know, when your children see you stopping and dealing, even with their siblings, that's showing them that you have time for them spiritually and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that, um, you know, just coming back to that place of um, resting in God's grace with it, but just really seeking him, praying and asking other moms what they do. Some moms that you, um, you know, admire for this, maybe that they're strong in this area and really recognizing that it's okay to not do certain things that your kids will be fine. And it's healthy for them to miss out on things. You know, Mm -hmm. the American culture is like your kid has to experience everything and you're a bad parent, but actually it's kind of the opposite of that because when we give our kids everything and we just try to feel like, well, they need all this stuff so they can just be, you know, feel like they had this most magical childhood, then there's not, they need to kind of deal with learning how to be content, to see their friends doing certain things and to be okay with that, that they don't do that. Now, of mm. course, I'm not saying to like, torture your kids and saying, you need to learn contentment, you're not doing anything. But you know what I'm saying? I think you, you right. know, hearing my Well, and it's training them. It's training them to realize we get to choose mm-hmm. and you're going to grow up into an adult who gets to choose. And right now we are choosing these things. So, and everything we say yes to means it's a no to something else. Yes. So we're going to say yes to these things, but we're also saying no to these other things right now. Yes. And, ex- and I think it's good to explain to them why you're making the choices you are, mm-hmm. because that's also training them for adulthood mm-hmm. that will be a healthy functioning adulthood that they won't live with this. FOMO of thinking they have to do everything and be at everything and share everything. Like you Mm -hmm. can just live life as God gives you and as he's leading you to. And that's wonderful. That is a very important way of living. Yes, definitely. Well, this was super encouraging. And I think especially um, knowing right now for me, as I'm planning this year, as this is going out right now, but it will not, or as I'm recording it right now in September, but it won't go out immediately. So as you're listening to this and you're probably already in the midst of all of your activities and all of your commitments, most of them wrap up in the fall. And there's normally an opportunity for a reset as you go into the Christmas season. And I would encourage you to really evaluate like like Rachel said, to really write down what are your priorities and really look back and look at what things are not working. Where are the red flags? Where are the moments that behaviors 
arise and are stirred that and emotions get heightened? When are those moments that are high stress in your family? And what can we do to, to reset some of these and to encourage you to and empower you as the mom, you get to be the manager of your home and you get to change some of these things. Many of these things you have full control over. And maybe it's a conversation with your husband about getting help with, with your home or getting some help with laundry. We had help with laundry for a season. And I remember when my husband suggested it, it was when I only had small children. So none of them could actually help me with any laundry at the time. And when he suggested it, I cried because I said, I'm doing such a bad job and I'm really trying and I'm always behind and poor husband here. He's trying to be an encouragement. And I, he was met with a wife of a puddle of tears, but God provided the dearest young woman to come and help serve in our home. And it served me. And we got to love her for that season of time that she was with us. And now we don't have that help anymore. And now some of my older children help with those responsibilities. So, um, Really be willing to openly seek the Lord in this. And I believe that he will lead you to some changes that will really serve your family well as you go into the next season. So Rachel, thank you again so much for being here. This was super helpful. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And um, again, I will link her Instagram and her Facebook group also in the show notes. So you can go find her there. And uh, I'll be sharing some more on this and some of these things that she shared more on my Instagram this week too. So um. Share your stories of how the Lord helps to redirect some of your priorities as you seek him with an open heart in this. And I'll look forward to hearing how the Lord works in you as he's been working in me in this area. Have a blessed week, friends. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.